Hey everyone and welcome to another exciting episode of Battle of the Atom. This is your weekly X-Men podcast where we rank every story from A to Z. I'm Adam. And I'm the bad boy of X-Men podcasting, Zach Jenkins. How are we doing, Adam? I'm good, you know. Uh, I, I had a pondering, though, as we were getting ready for this week's show. What are you, you know, pondering? Well, many of our favorite Marvel characters have signature sound effects, right? Like Bamps, Stamps, Thwip, uh, Slang. Right. But Slang, the arcade effect. Yes. As we all it, know, Slang. <laughs> Slang. I knew weird? what you were talking about immediately. Is it, is it weird that, uh, you know, Wolverine has snicked and yet Cyclops does not have a signature sound effect for his optic blast? Why is that? Yes. I think about it constantly. It's because at this point, they would have to make a concentrated effort to say Cyclops is going to have this sound effect in all of his things. And unfortunately all of the Cyclops stories have been told already. Not all of them, but like we have, we have passed, we have passed the point where we can add this weird effect to him for it to become a Cyclops thing. We're getting to year 60 of Cyclops. Mm, Yeah, that's true. Happy birthday. Cyclops. uh, It's too much. There's too much Cyclops. Yeah. I, I just started thinking about it because the first story we're going to talk about uh, this week um, does have a really good sound effect for Cyclops Optic Blast. And it's Zark. I think Zark is a pretty They good were one. trying to make Zark a thing for a while. I, I like that. I distinctly remember them trying Zark. I don't like it. No, not a fan. I, I'm not a fan of Zark. <laughs> It'd be great if it just went pew pew every time you did. <laughs> you know what? You know what? <laughs> They should do. Here's the thing. I actually don't love sound effects in comics. And here's why. In general? In general. And here's why. Hold on. Okay. Yeah. No, I'm listening. Most people are bad at them. Oh, okay. Yeah. If you're not like a John Workman or a Russell Dodderman or someone who is going to get some good sound effects in there. It can feel superfluous and a weird holdover from the past when in this visual medium, if you if your art is not showing sound or anything like that, you better have a good reason for adding this in there because it's a remnant of the times when comics were a drawing and then the character explaining the drawing and then the next panel of them talking about that drawing and. It's just we do comics differently now. It's a weird hangover, and it's obviously not in all things, but like if so, you're it's less about the sound effects and about the incorporation of the sound effect into the yeah. on the page. Yeah, that makes sense. You know, it yeah, should, like should all work I, together. Just think, it's not like letters get paid enough to actually put effort into this. Ugh, that's so true, and such Oof. a sad state of affairs. Anyway, but do you know what? Do you know what's not a sad state of affairs? Uh, 60 years of Cyclops. I don't know. We're talking about Cyclops this week. I was going to say, uh, our Patreon supporter, Patrick Stump, who I assume is not the bassist slash lead singer fallout boy and is in fact just some person. You know what? Um, we are, we have, we've now, we know, right. That, uh, the, the doctor who guy from house of dragons listens to us. Right. Uh, and do we, is that a bit that I had forgotten about? (laughs) No, I don't even know if it's a bit because we don't know who that is. We don't know if oh. that's the guy. Wait, what's is, is that Matt Smith? Yes. Okay. Was he a Doctor Who? Yeah, like a oh, like okay. a, a big big important one. Uh, we we all we do How, know he was a Doctor Who. How important could it be? I I mean Doctor Who's it's are very British. important to people. You know, uh, we know about our buddy Jason, who's a referee for the WWE. So it makes Jason, sense. Jason, who that- I did see on a pay per view that I got free with a free trial <laughs> of Peacock, and I watched Ooh. because my friend was watching it, and I was like, I will put this on for one second. So if members of Fallout Boy want to be listening and requesting stories, 
I'm not going to argue with them. You know what I mean? I will I argue with free. Pete Wentz all day long. Don't get it started. <laughs> I will absolutely. And you know what? No, I'll argue with all of Fallout Boy because, like, guys, what are you doing? Listen, I didn't like you when I was a teenager all that much, but coming out of the screamo and like pop punk scene, I could appreciate take this to your grave and to a lesser extent from under the cork tree, though I feel like from under the cork tree has the problem where it blew up and now all of those songs, especially Sugar We're Going Down. Is, are just seared into my brain as like this weird super fuse MTV time in everybody's life. But I'll stand. I, I, I get the Chicago punk influences that they started with. What the heck are you doing for the last 15 years, Fallout Boy? Why did you just make bad music then afterwards? Uh, if this request is actually from a Fallout Boy, um, that's a really wild thing to do to th- thank him. <laughs> Is to trash that, listen, music. listen, <laughs> one, you know, Patrick, thanks for the memories, even if they weren't so great. That's all I've got to say to you, buddy. Man, I'm sure either either Patreon supporter Patrick Stump is like, I've heard this bit so much. Or Patreon supporter Patrick Stump has is canceled. <laughs> and you know what? Hold on. Hold on. Uh <laughs> Then he's going to go to his friend Pete and have him write a song called like, I sent a request to someone in Battle of the Atom and all I got was this stupid long bit that no one cares about written about me. <laughs> and he's going to be like, I found the cure for a boring podcast. Dun, 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 dun. Anyway, that's that's a lot of Fallout Boy would, information. Wait, now, if you want to be like Fallout Boy, what should you do? Uh Start re- fueled by ramen records, I guess. No, I no, to request a story. They didn't start fueled by ramen. Who? What did they start? It doesn't matter. It doesn't, it doesn't matter. matter. None of us need to think about falling. Patreon.com slash comics. comics XF. XF. There you hey, go. Hey, you can request a story for us to cover. And here's the great news. The list has never been shorter. It's true. We have so many people who thank you so much are contributing to comics XF contributing to the Patreon, but we have lots of room on our schedule for requests. So if you haven't made a request in a while, send one in, we'd love to see it. Yeah. We'll figure something out. Hey, Oh, and by the way, special bonus thing for patrons. Mm. Uh, We have a milestone episode coming up really soon. And I'm going to tell you since we are an X-Men podcast, you know what we love? We love some hollow foil covers. And <laughs> patrons will get a hollow foil version that's exclusive to patrons mm-hmm. of the 300th episode of Battle of the Atom. And don't you want a glossy, glossy JPEG in <laughs> faux hollow foil? Because you're going to be able to walk around to your friends and see, say, look at my podcast app. I have the hollow foil one. What do you got? You got Jack. <laughs> you got the regular, the newsstand. The reprint is what that is. You got yes. a reprint podcast. <laughs> uh, which we hope everyone will listen to it anyway. But, I really hope uh, everyone will listen to. Maybe 300 will be a good episode. Who knows? We it's don't know yet. It's going to be an awesome episode. It and... has the potential to be an awesome episode. Yeah. It has the potential for us to have some fun. That's that's all we need. Uh, so um, Patrick requested what? What was the story? Oh, Cyclops volume two, number one from 2010 called the bicycle thief or how did Cyclops get his groove back? Yes, this is a lot of fun. I enjoyed this, this weird. very much. This it's is by a... Lee Black and Dean Hapsfield. Uh-huh. Yep. Uh, it is a Silver Age Cyclops story, kind of in the realm of first class. Is, listen, it's got a Roger Cruz first class cover. It does. Um, and this is coming out around the same time as the Gene Gray one shot that we talked about recently, correct? Correct. Yes. Except this one, I think, personal opinion, much better. Oh, this one, this one is better. Because uh, here's the thing. Cyclops is doing what he always does in the 60s, and that is sitting in a cafe I believe he is in the cafe. Go go, uh, yep. sitting there reading his favorite book, Sun Tzu's War and Peace. <laughs> War and Cyclops. Peace? No, nope. No. <laughs> War and Peace is Pilatos' story. Peace. I don't think Sun Tzu was so worried about the peace part. No, Sun Tzu 
was really worried about the war part, which is the opposite of Leia Tolstoy, who really is much better at the peace part, even though there's a part <laughs> in the war part recently that he got me to pop. It's a last page reveal or an end of chapter reveal. And I was like, oh, dang, Leo, you got me. <laughs> you got me. Uh, I am staring at a picture from Jay Edidin and uh, Tom Riley's X-Men Marvels. It's a very long time. This Cyclops book, the Jay Edidin yes. and the Cyclops yep. issue? Yep. Where Cyclops is walking around the city with a copy of War and Pete, or The Art of War. So I did giggle at that a lot. This does seem in, uh, like, in the same realm as is what jay was trying to go for with that book right um uh, but so, his was better jay's jay's was better jay's this is on this list yeah i find it i find it a little weird to rank things from people who have been guests on this podcast we've done uh, it before well, yeah we'll do it we'll again do it I'm again sure. so just for the record jay's story is not in this group of stories but it is better than all three of these that we're going to tell this is much Just goofier like, right heads up Heads yeah. up. So this one's really silly. Uh, essentially, Cyclops is sitting in the cafe at Go-Go, um, you know, wondering if everybody really does believe that he's such a stick in the mud, um, which, which of is. course, Scott is. Um, and it's good thing that he's there because who comes breaking through the window and he's forced to sell uh, save Zelda the, um, uh, what, do, what do you call the, the people who Wait, make the coffee? Barista. The barista, yes, the barista. Uh, who comes through the window, Zach? Oh, oh, oh is Petrox Zelipa? <laughs> yes, in a you clown can't be car. Racist to French people, it's okay. We tried so hard <laughs> in the early two thousands, and even then, they were like, "Yeah, but you guys are doing, you guys are in the wrong here, Mister Freedom Fries." Uh, the uh, Batrock is in a, a little car Batroc. with the it's circus not of. Is Batroc. Batroc. Uh, Batroc Zelipa. The Circus of Crime. I love Batroc Zelipa. Um, uh, I don't particularly love the Circus of Crime. I think they're fine. They're hey, great you... here. This is really fun. Do you know what I think is weird about Batroc Zelipa? What's that? So he was like, he was in a lot of movies and they didn't have, or a movie and they did not have him leap enough. He only really leaped once, if I remember correctly. But like the Bat Rock in MCU is an is, Bat a, is a UFC guy, and this yeah, it's the, real, Pierre. the real Bat Rock, the leaper, is like I do f- think it's very funny that they got Georges Saint Pierre from Montreal to be the most French guy. Yeah, <laughs> like that that rules so hard. Um, um, Great so, casting, Kevin Feige and or the lady who does the casting for Captain lady America. Who does the casting. I I know it, there's a lady who like does the casting. I just don't know her name. Okay, um, like that's not it, me stereotyping. No, I, I don't know anything about these things. Um, so the uh, this crew gets chased around by Cyclops as they steal what seem to be just useless trinkets. Um, what, what I love about this is that Cyclops um, not only has a very fashionable X-Men, an orange X-Men backpack, um, which has his costume in it, which I love. He also later dons a very fashionable orange X-Men hoodie and expects people to think like he doesn't look like Cyclops. Um, <laughs> but he does steal a bicycle and leave a little note with professor X's phone number on it to apologize. It's, a, it's adorable <laughs> that he's like, I did steal your bike. <laughs> I intend to get it back, but I understand you're going to have a bad day because of me now. And I'm sorry, but I was following Batrock Zeliba. Yeah. So, um, the circus of crime and Batrock do take in Batrock. Some, Batrock. Uh, do Batrock. take in some, um, some culture, which I thought was also a great part of this story, right? They go to an art museum. They Bat go Rock, to see... Zelipa and the Circus of Crime are just kind of chilling for most of this. They're doing they a go... few crimes. Can I tell you what's great about this issue? Is what? they go to see Craven the movie, which is now a real thing being previewed at CinemaCon recently, starring Aaron Taylor it's Johnson. Being previewed. Yes, it's a real thing. I like can't there's footage. Believe this is actually impossible that this is coming out <laughs> i will not watch it like it will ha- it won't happen but uh, i'm it's the year of craven the hunter if he doesn't have a like 
a lion face that shoots lasers out of the eyes, which are conspicuously on his nipples. Mm. I don't think Steve Ditko would be happy with it. I just I don't know. I don't know. It's being I advertised. Think he would very, think, wait, what? I just think Steve Ditko would think that it's objectively bad. Oh, this. Yeah. Steve Ditko would not not be happy at all. So you have crew, very strong black and white opinions about. This. <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> Ayn Rand would not approve. Um, the the Circus of Crime does turn out to be working for uh, one of the Baron Zemos. It's Heinrich Zemo. The, the, the one Baron Zemo died in World War Two. He was. Yes. He was a active Nazi where Henrik Zemo is a passive Nazi. He, um, he, Henrik Zemo was not directly affiliated with the Nazi party of Germany in the forties. Yeah. Um, and what's great about their fight scene when Cyclops does go one-on-one with Zemo is that Zemo kind of just gets tired really quickly and is like, you know, Maybe we should just skip this. We seem kind of evenly matched. And then Cyclops goes zacked and zaps him and it's great. And, and uh, ties I up do everybody. need to I do need to make an update. Uh Heinrich Zemo is the Nazi Zemo. Like the oh, the, no. the, the the strong the strong Nazi. Mm. Uh not not the soft Nazi of okay. uh, Helmut Zemo. Well, uh, Cyclops does manage to tie up uh, his, all the criminals, and um, it's great. He finishes off this story just letting Professor X know he'll be home later and reads the Daily Bugle. It's a delightful little little romp. I love it's it. Like a, it's a fun little one-shot. I like Dean Haspiel's art. I love Dean's uh, art here. It's great. It's it's just really enjoyable. It's it's got the stereotypical Saturday morning cartoon vibe to it, but I mm-hmm. don't mind it. No. Like, Dean could do the next run of X-Men Adventures, you know? Sure. Yeah. There's there, This is fun. Like, this is just a fun story. And if people missed it, story. I totally understand why you might have missed it, right? This is a 2010 one-shot that I don't know if anybody picked up at the time. You would never know what kind of story is inside of it based on the Roger Cruz cover. You would know that it's an X-Men first class story. Yeah, but like the style the is first class different. Yeah, so, uh, because Roger Cruz is not my favorite. <laughs> we, I believe we established that recently on, on the Jean Grey episode. Yes, um, but I like Maybe. this story. I think about Roger Cruz too much. Maybe it's possible. So why don't we try and rank this on our big old list, Zach? Oh yeah, we have a big old list. Um, here's the thing about our big old list: we're on the road to 800, and Adam, we're at 771. Oh my we're ranking goodness! All the X Men stories from best to worst, with the best story being the House of X Powers of Ten, number 100 being Ultimate X Men World Tour, number 200 being Uncanny X Men 97, My Brother, My Enemy, number 300 being X Men Disassembled, number 400 being X Force 49 and 50 Cable versus X Force. Uh, mm-hmm. Number 500 being that time in Avengers where the Sun Sentinels came back. Number 600 being the birth of Krakoa from Journey into Mystery, a story that doesn't make sense anymore. Uh, <laughs> number 700 is What If Wolverine, Enemy of the State. And number 771, the worst X-Men story of all time, is 2099, World of Tomorrow. I had that somebody, would never feel weird. I know. I had somebody uh, tweet me today and say, wait, when did that happen? Because they must have missed that episode. In the so I pointed in the right direction. Tomorrow, I was uh, like, episode. <laughs> momentous changes happening here. Um, so we have a you couple. You can't skip things here. No. We, are, we are a tight continuity on this it's podcast. True. Uh, so we have Cyclops Volume 1 down at 477. Um, I think this is better than that. This is better than Cyclops Volume 1. Where do we have Cyclops, Cyclops volume, volume 3? It's at 259. And I'm going to say, I like this better. Sure. I, think, I think this is more fun. I mean, that does have Russell Dodderman art for some of it, right? Not a lot of and it. And then Carmen Carnero for the last few. Like, I it's know. It's not bad. It does have a, it's not what I want it to be. Like that, that is a, that is a book that it just, it didn't reach far enough and it could have. Yeah. It, it grabbed the first thing it could do, not as far as it could go. And that is, that is a challenge with it. Um, this is not better than X-Men 70 homecoming. That time that maggot eats a bomb that was in Cyclops's chest. Yeah. Okay. That's probably true. Um, but I, that's think... at two fifty. That's our, that's our strong two fifty right now. Yeah. I think I'm, well, 
I think it could be better than Age of Apocalypse and Uncanny X-Force 19.1. Oh, the... Yeah. Right? It's not as good as World War X, I don't think. No, I think you're right. So that's a 253. That's Ultimate Comics X-Men 29 to 31. All right, so this is going to be our new 254, Zach? Our new 254. It's Cyclops. He does fight a Zemo. Definitely check this one out if you've not. uh, It's a lot of fun. I liked it a lot. Let's talk about a different weird time for Cyclops. Uh, Yes, let's talk about a much maligned era. Um, We're fast forwarding to the Rosenberg days of Uncanny here, but we're not talking about Rosenberg Uncanny, um, but we're in the era of uh, War of Realms. What is this comic, Zach? Uh, It's Champions Number 5, written by Jim Zub with Juanan Ramirez on the art. Um, Here's the thing. As we've established on this show, 05 Cyclops was on the Champions for a while. That's right. It was a weird choice. Um, Didn't really do much of anything for anyone. But, like, it said Cyclops has other friends, which, okay, sure. Mm -hmm. It's nice. At the time, Champions did, when it started, when it launched, Champions did seem like it would be a thing and a going concern. And there was a lot of hotness with it. I mean, you had you had Kamala and Miles on the team and then some other. You had Viv Vision from yep. the very acclaimed Vision series that had just come out. Amadeus Cho. And then Cho. you had, I mean, did anyone like the totally awesome Hulk um, run? <laughs> I, just, I, I don't know. I'm just I saying, be, like. I'm just being honest here it, with that it one. It was. Uh, and there, was of, there was hype behind it. Yes, it was an of the moment book. And uh, Nova, right? Um, Nova was on it. Yeah. But it kind of, it didn't give you what you wanted. Very much like that Cyclops solo series. It didn't give you what you wanted. But then Cyclops had to go back in time. And so Mm -hmm. he had to leave the champions. Also, Jim Zub started writing the champions and he wanted to do a shakeup. And I'm not um, a huge fan of Jim Zub's champions. I think it's mostly bad and but this this is an interesting one because it is deep Rosenberg arc Cyclops. So yeah, Cyclops when it's like, hey, let's give him the worst possible time that he could ever have. That's right. So he, for for l- listeners who may have like maybe haven't read it in a while and kind of forgot how dark this got, remember that Cyclops lost an eye. <laughs> Rules actually so good. No Cyclops notes about that. Was a Cyclops. And during the War of Realms, the X-Men are holed up inside which stadium? Is it Yankee Stadium? The Mets stadium? one. No, it's oh, the it's the Mets. Okay, it's yeah. It's Mets. Me. Yeah. Um, and I remember I remember that, like, War of Realms uh, mini actually being kind yeah, of the fun. Three issue, it's a three-issue mini. And honestly, I think the biggest problem with it is that it, it ends really abruptly and weirdly. Yeah. To... And also is oddly tied into oddly tied into the rain po- plot uh, that mm-hmm. Rosenberg was doing that doesn't uh, that it had some it had some challenges and there's some people who didn't like the direction that it went and I understand that so it's a little maligned uh, I yeah. would say yeah so it's a very agree. weird time to do a a team up where Cyclops just pops out and starts hanging out with Kamala Khan his old friend. Um, so the lineup of the champions in this volume. So this, what volume is this? Three? This, this is volume, volume three. Three. The, um, the lineup is Ms. Marvel, uh, Miles Morales, Sam Alexander, Braun, Viv Vision, Ironheart, Snowguard, Wasp, and Dust is uh, has recently sort of joined the team. Is kind of like hanging out. She um, doesn't. The book doesn't continue long enough to give her an actual plot. That's unfortunate. Uh, Dust deserves better, but. Our you have others is, on this one. Power Man's in this. Yeah, Patriot. Um, Patriot from Marvel Marvel Snap. <laughs> hey, by the way, it's a hot location right now, and I think Patriot might be pound for pound the best deck at the moment. Uh, so if you're like if Marvel Patriot Snap deck. hasn't changed from a week ago, uh, who's this? Man, the thing, who's this little? Oh, Pinpoint, the little Beast Boy teleporter kid is here too. Uh, that's a character from Champions Volume Three, Number One, has appeared. Not uh, oh, 11 whole times, all of which in champions, except for an odd appearance in Iron Fist Heart of the Dragon. Wow, well, it's the a Larry good... Hama Iron Fist Heart <laughs> of the Dragon that book was good, actually. 
um, it's a good thing that pinpoint is here because if you didn't have a teleporter, this story would not work because our champions are fighting off trolls in Melbourne, I believe. But of course, Cyclops is in New York. He's in so, New York. They teleport him. Right. So uh, Ms. Marvel does seem to be at her wits end. Um, there has been some issues with some of the members of the team. She doesn't seem to Miles know how to made leave a deal them. with the devil. It's a whole thing. It's just, oh my gosh. The wasp is having some issues off, off panel. And uh, well, Cyclops shows up with his big old head noggin bandage on and says. My friends. To, to me, me my, my champions. To me, my champions. And uh, it's cute. That part's cute. They all fight some trolls together. And uh, Ms. Marvel is like, I'm so confused right now. You are either back in time or dead. Great question, Kamala. Let me answer this. <laughs> you do superhero stuff. You remember I was a teenager. I pulled back in time. Well, we, we fixed all that. I got all my memories back. I remember you guys were really cool to me. And I get it. Like, is. It's weird. I'm a I'm an adult man. You're 17. We cannot be friends moving forward from this. But know that teenage me really did appreciate that you were nice to me. And I think you're going to be a really good superhero. And Miss Marvel tears up. She's so impressed that that this Cyclops is the same Cyclops from he remembers her team. Me! It's so so cute. She gives him a big hug. Uh, it's absolutely adorable. That's about it. Cyclops has this really weird line when he comes back to the Mets stadium and Havoc is like, dude, we are literally saving all of New York City. What are you doing? And he says, my team needed me. Yes. Cyclops, (laughs) buddy. I you're pushing it a little like you didn't have to. You didn't have to put that on top of it. It is also really... your team here needs you even more. They are literally all dying all the time. Yes. Going extinct pretty much. Like what are you doing? You are so lucky that they found out that it wasn't gold balls. It was eggs. So soon after this, <laughs> because Cyclops, your track record is abysmal. If they don't figure out that they're eggs. Yeah. Jeez. So it is That's a weird era. It is a, such a weird, like, little moment here to have this kind of cutesy re you know uh reunion in the midst of like literally one of the darkest periods of x-men storytelling um but i don't know i think it's at least somewhat effective right it's uh, cute it, it's it's a nice little little moment for these characters it's not really a narrative mm, no it's a lot of just troll fighting for the most of the issue well that's just what war of the realms is yes Right. That's the secret. Um, people got mad at one point when some people may have implied that Jason Aaron's Thor run isn't actually as good as you think it is when you take a step back and understand what's going on. And a lot of what you liked was Russell Dodderman's art and Assad Rebek's art. Let's not the master Assad Rebek. Let's not hold it back for Assad. He does some heck of a lot of work. But War of the Realms kind of really does suck. <laughs> <laughs> I think I was off the books by that point, but uh, it's just I, so much. F- every plot, every tie-in is well. We gotta fight this troll. We gotta fight these trolls. We gotta fight these trolls. Except for the Squirrel Girl tie-in, which is good and perfect and pure. Also, the Giant Man. I was gonna say book. where they fight the ice, uh, the Frost Giants, right? Yes, that's, that's great. The McElroys from podcasts did a book in War of the Realms. That was a tie-in to, oh, shoot. I forget what story it tied back into, but it was Buck Wild. Yeah. There was a um, lot. It was a weird time. Yeah. Fun fact. The McElroy's book, and this is, fast forward 10 seconds if you don't care about this joke, because it's only going to be relevant to a very small subset of people. Travis McElroy said that he wanted uh, Wonder Man in that book because Wonder Man's his favorite Marvel character, and that tells you everything you need to know about Wonder Man and Travis McElroy. That's a that's a choice, that's for sure. It's one of the meanest things I've ever said on this podcast, but <laughs> only for a handful of people. Well, you know, he is going to get his uh, his MCU show, so um, apparently that's. Oh my gosh, is, I don't know. We're not talking. About, this is enough Wonder Man. <laughs> We're not talking about Wonder Man for another year. Adam, should we rank this one? We should. It is definitely not as good as uh, that story we just talked about. So um, I also don't think this is as good as um, Cyclops. Yeah, 
volume. The one. other champion story we have—it's not as good as the other champion story we have on here. Champions twelve. Cyclops has a day. Uh, we have well, which one's the Halloween episode uh, issue where they go trick or treating? Because this is that's worth- a Nova one. Oh, that's Nova. That's not Champions. That's Nova. That's actually pre-Champions Nova. Okay. See, I still Champions think Champions 12 is at 328. Better. Nova okay. is at 610. Nova 22 is at 610. Yeah. Right above Reign of Terra. I don't think this... I think that Nova issue might have been cuter than this, you know? Like, it had, had kind of more going on. Okay, I, then we're putting it right under that, because this is... Too- the, Am I being too hard on this issue? Like, I think, Adam, yes. In fact, I'm going to say absolutely. Also, you're forgetting how boring that Nova one yeah, is maybe. because it's not even close to as good as the cover is. And all I can think about is the cover. And you tell me what happened in there besides the cover. Uh, well, they went trick-or-treating, you know. They, they don't even do a good job trick-or-treating. They stopped <laughs> some kids from stealing some other kids' candy. It's, it's not as good as 439 ROM 17 through 18 hybrid. No. It's is not it, as it's not as good as Age of Apocalypse X Man at five eighty six. I'll is it better than that time that Magneto got turned it? No, it's not better. No, than that time Magneto got turned it. It's better than Search for Cyclops at five ninety. All right, I'll get behind that. What's that Exiles arc that's right above that? That's the one where they get sent into the. This is better than the, the, they do the arena fight thing, like the the gladiator uh, stuff. Okay, so that's a that's a King Hyperion future. Kind no, of. it's before King Hyperion. This is like early, early Exiles. Right. So this is going to be our new 589 Champions Volume 3, number five, the War of the Realms crossover. And we've got one more for you today. What is it, Zach? Well, you know how our show is called Battle of the Atom. I'm familiar. You know how Battle of the Atom was the first major crossover uh, coming out of the Marvel Now era, which was really headlined at least on the X-Men side, by the book All-New X-Men? I'm familiar. Uh, that was, like, a really exciting time for X-Men, for me, at least. And you know how person who we like and respect, Brian Michael Bendis, pretty much lost the plot at a certain point on that book? Well, you know, as, as we know, there were, you know, a variety of things that we don't know about that kind of led up to the end of this, As we know, book. there were things we don't know about. <laughs> no, yeah, yes. Yeah. After Secret Wars, those... I am am not putting all the blame on Brian on this one. (laughs) There were extenuating circumstances involving a very petty billionaire. I mean, and a gigantic uh, company-wide crossover uh, called Secret Wars. So we have to come out of that on the other side with kind of like a fresh restart, right? And... yes. We get something interesting happening at this time, which um, was something. How would you You're describe? being very kind. We get some of the <laughs> worst X-Men comics that have come out in a while, including all new X-Men volume two, one through three, the ghosts of Cyclops. This is written by friend of the show, Dennis Hopeless, yes. uh, with art by M bags himself. It's Mark Bagley. You know, he's in his bag. He sure is. And, um, this is not the same lineup that we that we left um, with all new X Men because Jean is nowhere to be seen on this team because she's over. She's not extraordinary. Not extraordinary. And um, as we've talked about previously, this era is very notable for um, trying to set up that Cyclops is like the worst supervillain of all time in whatever the time jump was after secret wars. And we'll get into it a little bit more. And that is basically what this arc revolves around, except no one's allowed to tell you what he did because no one knows what he did. That's the thing. Okay. Listen, I understand that storytelling is an evolution. You cannot plan something out two years in advance and assume that everything is going to go exactly as planned. Things change. People change. My needs, they seem to stay the same. And those needs, Adam, those needs are having the cornerstone bits of your story that you're building to or building around. Have that, have those like jotted down. Yes, have those penciled in. just like, don't say like someone did a thing. That's a great outline. That's how you start your outline. Is like, 
Okay, so he did. Cyclops did something. We don't like Cyclops anymore. Great. What a pitch. What did he do? We'll get there. Great. We'll figure it out. But we got to do that before we get writing. Oh, actually, the books do. He's evil, but we can't tell more about it. He's also dead. Uh, and it just sucks because also- now we know what he did. Yes. And it makes these stories worse. Yes. Because it's like, at worst, here's what Cyclops did. At worst, at worst, he he got rid of one out of two clouds that were causing a global panic and turning people into superheroes in weird cocoons and two attempted to kill a guy in a superhero fight. And that guy was a jerk. Like historically, no one liked him. He wasn't even a ruling monarch. He was a bar owner. That's he right. was a guy who owned a bar and was married or divorced to the queen. <laughs> So that's what Cyclops did. Like, yeah, and I have, I have written, I want to be clear. I have done the work. There is a piece out from adventures in poor taste.com back in shoot 2019, 2018, maybe where I gave a eulogy an obituary for Cyclops yeah. <laughs> written from the perspective of a human who would hate him and why they would hate him. And even when I got to this point, I was like, okay, but it only works if like the Inhumans did like a real big PR push, right? Because like in general, he does seem to, he does not seem to do anything conspicuously different than the top 50% of supervillains on a day-to-day basis. <laughs> It is uh, a real cognitive disconnect because um, the the let's let's back up a sec. The lineup of this version of all new X Men is Cyclops. Uh, this is the O five kids. It's the O five right? minus Gene. Time travel, right? So we have um, post Black Vortex Firewing Angel. We have Sorcerer Kid Beast. Not have, a sorcerer yet, but could not be. yet, but he will be in this book, right? Um, which is one of the few things out of this book I liked, um, but but not in this arc. Iceman, Cyclops, <laughs> Genesis is here, so Kid Apocalypse, not not Apocalypse's wife, Apocalypse's clone, right? And not not Cable's son, Genesis. This is a different Genesis. It's Evan. Evan, Evan Sabinor. Evan Sabinor. And it doesn't matter. He doesn't do anything in these three issues. No. Edie is here. And also we, doesn't do anything in these three issues. Also, well, they they are ordered to like move a, a bus, like a, a moving camper or something. Hey, and don't then put them in, don't put them in your book if you're not going to do anything with good, them. Great Dennis. point. Uh and then we have um Laura Kinney, uh Wolverine, the Wolverine. Great. Love her. So the plot of the first three issues is that the rest of the team has kind of come together. For no real reason, other I guess they're just road tripping after Cyclops' death. They're friends, they're pals. They've got a uh, really cool like uh, camper that Pickles can Pickles the Bamf can teleport to wherever they need to. It is also larger inside than it is outside, thanks to Beast Science. Um, but Cyclops is not part of the group, so Cyclops is kind of being grumpy because. Is he also reading the art of war in this one or is he reading a different book? Uh, at the start of it, he is just taking notes from that's right. The Chicago Herald about the ghosts of Cyclops. I don't know that he picks up an art. A, a I knew art he was sitting there with some sort of literature. Yeah. So um, the ghosts of Cyclops suck. They are a group of, I guess, college age kind of radicals who all have, the uh racer x bandana like the x over their eyes and the um, cyclops the 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 cool cyclops look x yeah they're very much the most blase bland super powered characters name one ever seen name one of them name one of their names uh guy with water coming out of his mouth thirst his name is thirst it's a terrible name and he's the main one it's thirst pillar juice tar pit sebastian and unnamed other they're um, they're not great. They're not great. And they seem to be sort of attacking humans at random, like kind of domestic terrorists, but also like kind of wimpy and like don't really want to be doing what it is they're doing. Like a lot of they don't really have their manifesto together. If you if you follow like 
it's uh it's it's pretty lame stuff and cyclops is just mortified that his adult self who apparently was some kind of genocidal maniac apparently truly an evil man an evil evil man is being uh validated um by this group who's going around attacking cyclops talks to one of them there's fights the story ends it's it's so bizarre to be centered around this because it was a mystery it was like what did cyclops do i don't know what's happening in the ghosts of cyclops these guys are like no we stand with cyclops he was right to do what he did and i'm like I agree with you. Don't get it twisted. I think the Inhumans are the bad guys too. But they don't. But seem... I'm just confused by any of this. They. What uh... are you mad at? What are you mad at, Ghost of Cyclops? You're just yelling Cyclops was right, and I understand that in 2015 you kind of just did that on the internet and yelled out Cyclops was right without any real form or context or anything about it. Yeah. So, but also, what are they talking about in this one? They have no idea, and I don't think to Dennis. You know, I don't think Dennis or any of the other people writing the books at this time were ever in a room where they decided what adult Cyclops had actually done. Um, the dialogue. I just want to read some of this. Um, they get uh, Thirst and uh, Young Cyclops um, end up in prison together. Right? They're in a jail cell, and uh, Thirst says. Dude, we're all about Cyclops. Dude stood up and told it like it is. Mutants have been beaten down and screwed over long enough. This Cyclops mask and young Scott yells at this guy makes you look like a self-righteous mass murdering psychopath. I'm sorry. Is Cyclops the dead Cyclops a mass murderer to your information? Is he a psychopath? Um, Let's see. He does hate aliens. That part's true. That part, he does want to kill a lot of aliens all of the time. I'm just saying, in the context of what all is nuts, it is so stupid that they try to equate Cyclops to like a Hitler, essentially, right? Because that 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 is in Champions. That is in Champions. That is actually in Champions. And then Extraordinary does similar things where they imply that he has done this like heinous. I feel like Extraordinary is softer on Cyclops than this book is. Like Extraordinary is like. Yeah, we're not happy with Cyclops after what Cyclops did. Yeah. Um, but they're not like Cyclops ate a baby. Right. Where this book is like Cyclops is sharpening that knife and that child's thighs are looking juicy. It's rough. It's rough. So um, the most interesting character interaction I think happens in these three issues is the stuff that's happening between Lara and uh, Warren. Angel. Yeah. Right. Because Warren they're, wants they're to protect great. Laura. Laura's basically like, I'm indestructible. Get away from me. It's okay if I'm gross and burnt to a crisp for a second. I'll fix myself. And Warren's like, well, I like it when you're pretty, you know, and that that's fun. Like, that's that's there's, interesting. There's dynamic. a there's an interesting plot here. I like Hopeless in general. Like, Hopeless has written a lot of things that I enjoy. Uh, this one sucks. The setup and is I, terrible. I I understand that we don't have the full story about what was going on in this era. And I understand that a lot of the X-Men stuff was kind of thrown together after Mike Martz left and Rick Remender quit. So I have sympathy for the individuals who are doing it. And look, they got Mark Bagley on this. Do you know why they have Mark Bagley on this? Mark Bagley can draw a comic book quick. And even if I don't love his art, like this is, this is perfectly benchmark level comic book art. Like this is a Marvel comic book. Yes. Uh, what I will say about bag, M bags here is that this is probably not his best work. And I don't think it's his yeah. fault. I think that just, it's a bad pairing. Obviously we know M bags best from his work with Spider-Man. Um, you know, classic Spidey artist. He's, it makes sense why they picked him for this book because it is very much a kid's talking book, but it is a kid's talking book. It, the characters, when they finally get into action, it just doesn't suit his art style. Um, it's, I, I it's the same issue they had with putting her Umbutter Ramos and yep. Mark Wade on freaking champions right after this. Yep. They both did that impulse book that everyone seems to love. I've not read it. I'm just, mm-hmm. I'm not reading about a third, third tier flash character. I'm sorry, <laughs> but that was of a time. And that time was not the mid 25th or 2010s. Yeah. Yeah. Mark Bagley 
like Ultimate Spider-Man, a unbeatable record with Ultimate Spider-Man. Mm-hmm. It is. It will never, never be broken. It's a Cal Ripken Jr. kind of record with Ultimate Spider-Man and M-Bags here. We'll never be touched. We'll never be broken. He's not the teen artist for 2015. No, no. And honestly, even if this had sort of a a more stylistic approach to it, it just isn't a good pitch for a book, unfortunately. Yes. You know, um, it doesn't have enough of a spin on it. And I think coming out of that Secret Wars thing, I think people were expecting something a little more radical and to see that our 05 is just kind of like hanging around in a We're still camper. here. We're just hanging out in a camper. Like we we could do more. So um it really does feel like they're like, look, we just we just need a book. We're, we're, <laughs> we're, we're keeping the 05 around. Um have them do superhero things for a while. Yeah. What's yep. the, what 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 should my pitch be? Can you p- get 20 pages in this month? That's what <laughs> that's what the pitch is. It's get something out the door. The X-Men right. fans are already going to be mad and we're going to milk them for every last dollar. And you know what? I own all these issues. They got me. So I think I'm going to go out on a limb here down at five Oh eight on the list. We have the first five issues of extraordinary X-Men. This is worse than that. And I would have told you that at the time, this is worse than that. I think, you know, I think extraordinary is, is at least a more interesting pitch. And I think Ramos is trying to do something uh, more exciting with his artwork. Um, how far down are we going here, Zach? I mean, here's the thing. We did talk crap about Death of X. Yeah. Death of X is a better comic than this. I would agree. Death of, X, Death of X doesn't work in the larger scale of the context of this comic. Death of X doesn't work. No. Death of X as its own thing kind of works. Like, it gets most of the way there. Well, if you take it by itself, right? But that yeah. that's kind of beside the point because Death of X is up at four sixty nine. So we already well, know where right. I wanted I want I wanted to give that context because we were talking about the reveal of Death of X. No, uh, no five ninety nine right. we have IVX. Hmm. Interesting. IVX does start making you think that they're gonna do a good story, and then it makes the mistake of being a bad story at the end. God. I think this one is a bad story the whole time. Yeah. I think this is worse. I honestly do. It is. It kind of is. Isn't it like we're on. All right. I'm down at six twenty two is the icons. Iceman um, mini. I feel like we're in that realm right there. You know, you know what? I think we're a little lower because like six forty seven is nightcrawler. The winding way. Oh yeah. That was better. That's better than this. Yeah. No, you're right. We're going to keep our working, working our way down. Uh boy. Um, is this better or worse than Wolverine the Vigil for Marvel Comics presents one through nine? I think this is better than that. Yeah, there we go. There and I we don't, go. But I don't think this is as good as the uh PSA smokescreen comic uh, at six sixty-four. Um, it's not as good as Origin and Endings from Wolverine. No, it goes right above Vigil because it's not as good as that first Peter Corbeau issue. That's right. Okay, so this is gonna be our new six hundred and sixty-nine all new X-Men volume two. One to I swear three. we have some Dennis Hopeless comics in the top 100. Like we do like the man. I go back and listen to our Dennis Hopeless episode where we had a great conversation and talking about the Gene Gray book. And then the moment we get off air, he says, yeah, so the book's canceled. Uh, that yeah. sucks. Yeah. But hey, I had uh, fun doing it. I'm like, hey, Dennis, good for you. That book was Victor Ibanez and Dennis Hopeless. They did a great job on that. I hope nothing for the best for Mr. Hopeless there. Yeah, me too. Uh, Adam, I had fun. Uh, this was a lot of fun. I love talking about Cyclops uh, and his non-sound effecty eye blasts. Um, so what's going on with you, man? What's going on? Nothing. Nothing. I, I, I am doing a business. Yeah. I have coached a one little league soccer game and one. Oh, won. wow. You're coaching now, not just on the no, sidelines. No, I filled in. I filled coach. in. I filled in for one and we won that game and then the real coach came back and he didn't know how to defend the territory and hold the center line and push these guys up so they on offense they had two on fours the entire time and how are you going to do that when these kids can't pass very well you have to have that numbers (laughs) game up there i'm not saying you play magnet ball but i am saying that you make sure that they don't have a breakaway that the moment that they steal the ball from your offense and they're going to because it's four on two 
that they have a bunch of field to set things up because you're playing your defense all the way back into the goal box. I would like our listeners to know that the, um, the players of the game that Zach is getting really excited about right now are seven years old. <laughs> uh, under under eight is under the eight. official designation. Okay. It's a U8 league. It's five to seven <laughs> in this one. Yes. I'm so uh, proud my of son, you. My son's the oldest player on the team. I love uh, it. And he freaking runs through him like a dump truck. It's great. <laughs> I think this is so funny. Uh, I'm so I'm competitive, my dude. I love it. I'm competitive. I absolutely love it. Um, I would love for everybody to know that, um, we will be pushing the cafeteria tables a little bit closer in, uh, our rivalry with gosh, golly, wow, very soon, because I will be on an upcoming episode. Ooh, um, look yes. at you. So <laughs> they wouldn't invite the bad boy. <laughs> um so keep your uh your eyes and ears open for that we'll be posting that on our socials and what else is going on follow me on instagram adam.rec twitter at arthur stacy and folks we only have one episode to go before we hit 300 zach what are we talking about that 300 where you can get that holofoil cover where you get that holofoil get on that patreon but i want all of you when you get your holofoil Post about it on the socials. Let everyone know that you got the hollow foil episode <laughs> and you're not, you're not one of the freeloaders who didn't cash in on the hollow foil folks. Just make sure that you don't just like outright share, you know, like take like a, a blurry screen grab of it. So it's really just, no, 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 no. Adam, Adam, fine. We got the blockchain behind this. <laughs> no, we do we've not. got, we've got ledgers involved. We will not. We have, be, we, no, this is, this is, are fungible. we not minting? Are we not minting these? Are these not fun? Are these no. fungible? These will I thought keep, I specifically requested non fungible. These JPEGs will be as carbon neutral as possible. Okay. Carbon neutral. I'll take, are we buying offset credits for this? We're not buying offset, offset credits. I know. Because I know. the economics around offset credits are questionable at best. I don't I don't really buy that whole thing. I don't want to get into this. I'm just saying we're not I can, we're not minting. There needs to be more regulation around offset credits, but a better way to offset credits are fine when you're actually doing stuff, but when you're doing offset credits specifically to stop the destruction of specific land masses, then it becomes a very weird thing and not a fan. It's a scam, mostly. Yeah, mostly. Just yep, absolutely. Just, have just a more way to keep pollutants. Buy uh, buy more efficient electrical motors and combustion products uh, from your local HVAC and refrigeration uh, electric motor salesman. <laughs> All right, Do so that, we've established ourselves as um, as feminists. Now we're establishing ourselves as environmentalists. And so, what are we doing next week, Zach? Next week's episode 299, so we're doing more 2099. Yes. Okay, we're back to 2099 one more time. We had a good one. We had a terrible one. Let's see what we got left as we we shift into turbo into 2099 and we shock our systems. But folks, it's gonna be it's gonna be wild. Until then, though, this has been Valley Adam. We hope you survived the experience. Get it!